Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One inning league roulette. Quick games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Talking Baseball. It is Wednesday, February 15, 2023. We all got laid last night. We got the kids on the show. Let's go. What is up, everybody? We got the kids on the show today. We got topics. We got questions. We got Jolly Olive. And I get—I just started liking martinis. Whoa. And here you are on the show, episode 601. That's one better mm-hmm. than our 600 show. The bosses are off frolicking on the beaches of St. Lucia. But somebody's got to keep the company's lights on. And that is where we're at today. So we got Jolly. We got Beavers. We got the amp going. They're going to give us questions today. Uh, A couple topics before we hit that. But Jolly, welcome, welcome, my man. Thank you for filling in. How are you doing? How was your Valentine's Day? Uh, My Valentine's Day was great, Trev. I appreciate you asking that. We had a nice Italian dinner, classic red wine. Got my girl a nice gift card to Ulta because she oh. loves shopping there and I don't know that's like way to go bro Come on, man all day go get an item go get an item whatever you want on me <laughs> wow. and uh you know I had my walk-offs against Jimmy and Jake so naturally I get their chair when they're gone because that's kind of the deal and uh, I'm feeling good we're flying high yeah. it's like a it's like a king of the court situation exactly once they oh. walk off me then they can have it back a couple walk offs. The last one against Jake was an absolute bullet, too. Uh, Beavers, what about you? How was your Valentine's Day? Yeah, in a long distance relationship. So I'm seeing her tomorrow. Tough. Did not get laid last night. <laughs> just, just she's gonna listen to this. So just to be clear, I did not. Um, but <laughs> okay, see you soon. That's great, man. We uh, what are, what are you guys gonna do? Do you have any plans or going to a dinner you seem like Saturday? A planner. We like to have a plan in place. Went to mm. a, we're going to a dinner Saturday. I sent the flowers, sent some chocolate-covered strawberries, all that, nice. and a couple gifts making the trip down with me. Allegedly, I have some gifts waiting for me there. So Huge. There's a lot of pressure on you, know, you um, when Valentine's Day comes around. You got to go the flower route. You got to go the gift route. And then you know what are you going to get? I think, Jolly, you hit it right there. A gift card to Ulta? Come on. I don't think any any girl is going to be mad at that. Can't say no to that. I think that's kind of the way to yeah. go. I, I did the um, the spa package, oh. the massage, all that, because it's one of those things where you think about getting massages, but you never go. But when you have a gift card and like a package ready for you, I think it makes it a little easier to get out the door. That's the husband gift, I think. Mm. I got the boyfriend gift. That's the husband oh. gift. <laughs> yeah. Valentine's, you can thread that needle pretty good. Doesn't got to yeah. be anything too, too extravagant, but something... It's gotta nice be something, personal. you know. It's gotta be something. There's, depending on the relationship you've got, maybe it's tickets to an event. And talking baseball, 
is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use code TALKING for $20 off your first order. We're always brought to you by SeatGeek. They've got, if you're familiar with the traffic light system. I am. Uh, you understand how the website works. Green bubbles are good deals. Red bubbles are bad ones. Stop. Don't get one of those. <laughs> and there's some yellows in between. There's, they got a numerical score to go along mm, with it. Mm. It's all good. $20 off your first order. Code talking. SeatGeek. Easiest website app in the world. Get tickets. It's what I use every time. Really good segue. For the Speaking first of one. easy. Speaking of easy. No, we're not talking about me on Valentine's Day night. We're talking about April schedules. And one of the questions, we, so we sent out a tweet. We said, hey, man, we're going to be doing a show. We want your questions. We're going to take some live from Amp, but on the Twitter sphere, send us what you got. And one of the things we came up with, um, which I don't know if we have the Twitter handle. Want to shout it out, Beavers? Uh, yeah. Oop. Grabbed topic for the other one. The question comes in from her name is Commissioner Shayla. It uh, is at Shay Lars on Twitter. Yes. Which teams do you think? Oh, Shayla. that's the wrong one. That was the other one I was considering. Oh, no. oh shit. She asked, she asked about schedules in there, but great question. Where did it go? She's this probably a, in the chat such right a good now. Start. Probably is. Right so mad, but maybe she'll call in later and we can answer <laughs> that question. Uh, this comes from some guy named Ed at the Ed Riley uh, which team will have the best start to the season and who will have the most surprising April? Okay. Yeah, we like this one. This is, this is for me, this is one of those questions where I'm like, I don't know because nobody knows because we don't know anything about the baseball season. Last year, I picked the White Sox and the Brewers to be in the World Series. That didn't happen. They didn't even make the playoffs. So oh, sometimes awesome. you got to let ball play. You got to let the ball play a little bit, Jolly. I agree. Um, before the show, we said who we were going to pick and we said it. Well, we said the division first, and we all had an AL East team as one of our teams, and so we were scared that we were going to have the same team. We ended up picking three different teams, which is interesting. So I'm going to let Jolly go first. Oh. I think you have some – I think you have an interesting team here, and I'm, I'm curious to see why you think they're going to get out to a good start. Trev, first of all, thank you for the courtesy letting your guests go first. I mean, that's just – that's great etiquette, pod etiquette. Mm. So for me, I'm going to kind of tackle – the second part of this question, who will have the most surprising April? Okay. And it is an AL East team. It is not BBD's Yankees. It is not Trevor Plouffe's Rays. Famously mm. played for that franchise. We all know that. It is my second team, my second love, the team that I got to see play twice last year at Camden Yards. The Baltimore Orioles, I think, are going to have a very good first month of the season. And here's why. The Orioles, they didn't have an amazing offseason. In fact, they kind of underwhelmed me a little bit. Thought they would do a little bit more. Was a little sad about it. But they're letting the kids play this year. Gunner's going to get some playing time. Kyle Stowers, he's going to get some playing time. They got some arms in the rotation. Maybe we see Grayson this year. And I'm looking at their schedule. I'm perusing around. And they're playing a lot of teams that I think are kind of on their level. And they have a lot to prove after last year. They shocked some people. In April, they have the Red Sox. They have the Rangers. They have a lot of games against the Tigers. And then they mm. have a couple series against the Yankees, which, you know, could get a little bit, you know, they could derail maybe against that team. But I like the schedule for them because they're not playing insanely easy teams. They're playing teams that are also 
trying to prove themselves, trying to prove that they can get out to a hot start and maybe this year will be different. And I think that's important because I don't want these Orioles to coast. I want them to I want them to continue to feel like they have a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove because people still aren't really taking them seriously. I still see a lot of people putting them last in the AL East considering all that talent they have on their roster. So when you got four in the middle of the month against the Oakland A's, when you got seven games total against the Tigers, mm. two Red Sox series, I feel really mm. good about the Orioles maybe getting three, four, five games over 500 exiting April. That's my pick. I like that one. And it's interesting because, you know, they have said Gunnar Henderson's probably going to start the year there. I think he is going to start the year there. Grayson Rodriguez, I think they're deciding on in spring training. Mm. They're going to give him every chance to win that spot. I don't know what that means. Front offices always say that. Makes no in sense. my experience, they know who's going to make the team before you get to spring training. Very, very rarely do you have a true spring training battle because, it, and I've said this before on the show, if you're a front office, and you're relying on a sample size of 20 at-bats or 15 innings in spring training to make your decision, that's not what you want to be doing. We don't do small sample sizes. Not smart people. Mm-mm. We don't do it. Dummies like me like small sample sizes, not these Harvard-educated dudes. So I'm curious to see if they've already got uh, Grayson uh, in the rotation or are they going to wait to see what kind of start they get off to. And if they do get off to a good start, does that mean they're going to bring up, you know, the other guys, DL Hall, and bring them up and say, hey, maybe last year wasn't a fluke. Like, let's go get this thing. But on the flip side of that, bad April. Now do we wait for sure until we get these guys an extra year of service time? That's kind of where I'm at uh, with all of this. And I think I lean on the side of this team is probably going to come out with a chip on their shoder. Brandon Hyde's going to get the boys fired up. For the start of April, but they got to go do it. Yeah, I think you know the first couple of series are going to be really telling for the Orioles. And I mean, they're kind of a, a trade deadline team to watch for too. They have Santander, who you guys love talking about. He's a big question mark whether he stays or goes come August. And you know, they did buy themselves some innings with Kyle Gibson and Cole Irvin in that trade. So they have guys they can lean on in the rotation. They didn't make the big splash move that I think a lot of people thought they would make. But at the same time, they have the pieces to succeed. So I'm very curious about them. Yeah, like the a lot of their young the young guys in their crew, I thought they were gonna make at least one like long term investment type signing, especially with that left field. Like I yeah. think a lot of people were hoping they'd be in on a Carlos Rodon or, or someone uh, against righties to prevent some homers. I like them for Waka, too, but he just went to the Padres. Just went to the Padres. Good for do we know where his deal what the numbers ended it was up? Like there? six million or something? Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah, I know he was looking for multiple years, but yeah, I think I think my pick is almost in direct opposition to your pick. So I think I'm gonna go, mm. and I think my pick as a team that could surprise us with a big April uh, is the Boston Red Sox. Oh, they, wow. do not have an off season. People like I don't really like it. I don't like the outlook for their season as a whole. But in April, the rotation they have, they can stick to the plan with them with their revamped bullpen. I think that pitching plan can work for April. I don't know how equipped they are to withstand an injury, but if they're healthy through April, that lineup is capable of banging. And they have, you know, if if the Orioles stumble at all, they have six games against the, against the Orioles in April. They play the Pirates in April. They play the Tigers in April. Uh, then there's some harder teams, but they can... Again, if the plan's working and they're banging in April, which can very much happen, they're good vets, 
they can they can take care of business against the Rays, Angels, Twins, mm. Brewers. Any given series, they can upset one of those teams. And we could be looking at the end of April and saying, why, why do the Red Sox have such a good record after the offseason? We just bashed them for, I don't know how equipped they are to withstand a whole season with this crew and with the loss of Xander and their rotation looking the way it does. But I think it's a group that can survive April. I'm not a big Red Sox believer this year. Trevor Story being out is, I think, really bad for them. I was really counting on a bounce back year. He elongates that lineup a lot. Let me set the mood and the picture for you guys. We're in spring training. We're in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay, we're at JetBlue Park down there. Red Sox, a couple guys on the backfield, but most guys are in the clubhouse. Justin Turner stands on his chair and goes, hey, listen up, guys. Nobody believes in us and it's true because and this is not me talking it is true nobody believes in you guys except the red sox nation um i think they made some good moves bbd i i, I didn't mind their off season i don't love the pitching staff the starters that much i know what they did for the bullpen i understand that we got to have a lot of guys living up to their potential in the starting rotation which hasn't yeah. happened the last couple of years all right back to justin turner hey guys Nobody believes in us. Kike's over here and he's like, Yeah, man, nobody believes in us. You guys know what we did with the Dodgers? And everyone's looking at him like, What's up? Fucking talking about the Dodgers, bro. We get it. You guys were good. And then Yoshi's over there. He's got his big ass cash trying to get his socks over him. It's tough because they're so big. And he's like, Yeah, man, nobody believes in us. And then I could see them. Alex Cora comes out and he says the same thing. And you bring that energy into the year. And I could see them riding that high for a little bit. You can have that. That could that could that could that could elevate the T levels a little bit and get them to overachieve. But that doesn't you can't ride that all year long. I don't believe in so them. Maybe too. they do get out. Maybe they do get out to a fast start in April, using that as some motivation. But I have a tough time believing uh in this team because of that starting rotation. It is a little thin. Like I said, you gotta have Chris Sale coming back and being He's gotta be Chris Sale. He can't be. He's not going to be Chris Sale, bro. Yeah. Like, like I want him to be. You know, he's a hell of a pitcher. I faced him so much in my career. I understand what he can be. And I do think he can make the transition into like, well, he's not going to throw that hard anymore, but he can still pitch. I think he can do it. He's got enough funk, enough, you know, uh, his repertoire is good enough to do that. But then going down the line, I mean, I don't know. I, I really feel like this bullpen is going to get taxed in April. Oh, I think so for sure. I I, I don't believe in them to get off to a good start in April and then maintain that for the season. I think mm. that's how you uh, kind of you got to pace yourself over a full year. It's a long season, but I think if this formula that we think they've got as their plan, I think for an April you can execute that. Um, I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. And I see your thought process because I see, you know, I see Pirates, I see Tigers. And it's in direct opposition to the Orioles. If the Orioles click to start. Because I love my O's. But also, one thing I'm circling right in the middle of that April is four games Mm -hmm. down at the trop against the Rays. Are you trying to segue me? I mean. I I don't like this, people. We didn't do this on purpose. When we were coming up with teams, we all came up with an AL East team. We were scared that we all had the same team. That's why we confessed to each other what it was. We love the AL mid, okay? We do. (laughs) We don't necessarily love the NL mid too much here, but we've been coastal elites, and we're going to continue to be coastal elites, apparently. I'm sorry. I thought I was going to be the guy that took a a central team or a West team, and it just didn't happen because I'm believing in my Tampa Bay 
Rays. Now, their schedule is very interesting. I'm going to start there, and then we'll go over the roster. Now, we just did a TPP with them, I believe, and that's kind of where my head's at right now. The guys they have on that team, I'm looking and I'm a liking. But check out this first, what is this? Quick math, eight games. Two with the Tigers, three with the Nats, three with the A's. They could be eight and no. Yeah. They could be eight and no to start <laughs> April, people. Like at worst, at worst, I'm giving them a six and two start to the season, four games over five hundred. And then they get your Red Sox. Then they go to Toronto where things will get a little dicey, but I think they can handle that. Obviously, they're very comfortable playing up there. But then you get the Reds, and then you got seven games against the White Sox to end it. So the schedule is there for me. And, and, you know, you can play the schedule game all you want, but what do you got on the field? I talked about this on the TPP. I won't give it away too much, but this is the first time I believe in, in quite some time that the Rays kind of have a traditional starting rotation, which is scary for people because we know what they can do with their bullpen, how they mix and match, and they what are the, what are the, they had the octopus arms, you know, where every single angle like coming at clock. you, right? Yeah, the whole clock. But you got Shane McClanahan, who you know is going to be one of the better pitchers in baseball. You got Tyler Glass now, who has been one of the better pitchers in baseball. Go check out Drew Rasmussen and the stuff that he's got. Uh, Led Zeflin, Jeffrey Springs just got his extension. Zeflin comes in. He's got his deal. These guys are comfortable. These guys can, they're not five and dive guys. I'm not sure if the Rays are going to make them that. I hope not. And then as you get through the season, if these guys are going into the sixth and the seventh and that bullpen's less taxed, I think this is going to equate to a better overall season for the Rays. Now the offense, you know, Wander's got to go, but they have some guys that can really, um, have bounce back years like be low or be loud excuse me he's loud always miss that one that he's loud let's get back doing your dang thing let's stay healthy which i think is really important for the rays it's important for anybody but i like this lineup and i like that they have a traditional starting five and they really haven't had that uh in quite some time i mean i'm gonna say this as a mets fan because i want that out there i think the two best starting rotations in baseball are in the al east i think it's the yankees I think it's the Rays. Wow. And a lot of it hinges on health, and you can say that for so many different teams. But this Rays team won 90 games last year and made the playoffs, and their league they had a league average offense. They were 100 weighted runs created plus. They had, like, the worst injury team ever. Yeah. Their guys were not guys last year. And you know what? I kind of expect them to be guys this year because Wander Franco got a bag, and he's not going to be the guy you saw last year. He's going to be good. And you know what? When I look at the Rays bullpen and I see some names that I don't know, that scares me because that means those guys are going to be good because I have no idea who they are. And they probably throw out some funky arm slot with some pitch you've never seen. The Rays are going to be there. You guys always say it. But I think this is maybe the most talented Rays team I've seen since their 2020 run. Wow. I'm I like it. Them. I, I'm, I'm on the Rays big time. I think I, I even went under on them last year. Or maybe it was Jim. One of us went under on them last year, and I think I think it was Jimmy. He's like, dude, they just can't keep winning every single year the way they do. I'm like, dude, yes, they can. Can't count them out. Yes, can't they can. I don't. I don't know if it's the, the trop effect, because um, you get pretty depressed when you have to go into town and play that in mm. that stadium. It mm-hmm. just gets a weird feeling. Uh, sometimes I loved and it. They like, got I, good I'm, trop matchups too. Like they got yeah. the Astros coming to them. They got the Red Sox coming to them. White Sox coming to them. So, so that's, yeah, that's they're, big. They're, even their tough teams are at home. I like. I do. I like the philosophy there. We yeah. Jake and I did a 
who's the biggest threat to the Yankees in the AL East talking Yanks and it's Rays might have it. Yeah. It's, a, it's between them and the Blue Jays, I think, fairly obviously, but you can say you believe either of those teams, and it's and that. Right? 2022, Jake called his shot on the Rays being under 89 and a half, and I guess they won 90 games, so he wasn't far off. <laughs> Jimmy took not the over. He wasn't yes. just okay, like the Yankees, he took up. not the under. <laughs> But I want to uh, I want to get away from the AL East. And I think Jolly, you're going to give us one more. You said you had another team that's not in the AL East, right? Yes. Yes. And but I wait, wait, wait. Oh, go off. I'm sorry. Before we get there, because this is ties into uh, Ray's magic. Mm. Did you guys see the John Jaso article? I did. The Dude. life living. We, I think we kind of got to talk about Come it on, a little we gotta. bit. Pirate stock. I'd love to hear Jay-so about it. and I, you know, we played together, you know, against each other for quite some time. So I got to know him. Very, very solid dude. Good dude. Uh, definitely had some drinks and maybe some other stuff with him at some point. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, just Google John Jaso. It's going to come up for you. He, you know, retired from baseball, I believe, in 2017. Some- it looks like his last year with the Pirates. So he, you know, made some money and was like, I'm done playing. He, he could have continued to play, but instead was like, you know what? I, I want to go sail on my boat. <laughs> and during his last year in the big leagues, he went and found his boat. And then ever since then, he's been learning or he learned how to be a captain. And he's just been perusing like the Bahamas and, and the Keys down in Florida and just kind of going everywhere. It's so interesting. I don't want to give the whole article away, but go ahead and get your read on it. He's got the dreads like he did at the end of his playing career. He looks like he should be sailing a boat around the Bahamas. It's awesome. He's got his girlfriend there. I think they do some YouTube stuff. So like they're kind of making, you know, content and, and, and just having fun. And I'm like, how could you look at that? And not be just a little bit jealous of John Jaso's life. I mean, he played for the Pirates his last two years, and I think he decided, you know what? Let's just let's go be an actual. I don't think he's, pirate. A, he's not a pirate though. He's not. A, he's not stealing. <laughs> Might as well be. He saw, he saw all the imagery. <laughs> Should be. What if he is going around just stealing? Listen, like if I'm on a pirate. boat and John Jaso pulls up in his boat and demands all my treasure, I'm giving it to him. I'm not messing with that guy, dude. Look at him. Come on. <laughs> and he looked. He looked kind of like a pirate when he played. That's like that's his. Saying. That's his aesthetic. Real life pirate. Love John Jaso. So is this the year of the Rays? Because John Jaso raised and famously caught the last perfect game in the big leagues, Felix Hernandez. Right. So is oh, it wow. going to be, wow, we just found out the ALCS, Mariners versus Rays. Holy and I wouldn't doubt that. That shit. sounds like a good pick to me this year. I'd watch it. I'd tune in. And he'd be a good ref guess. Oh, he Give us your other team. Guess. Give us your other team. So I, d- I went AL mid here because, you know what? I think the AL Central – is going to be a good time this year. Thank you. I think it's going to be a good. I think it's going to be Thank better you, than the NL Central. I'll say that. You got the Twins okay. who had a big off season. The White Sox, who the hell knows what they're up to? Still talented. Still talented. And then you got the Cleveland Guardians. And I want to talk about their April. Now, I don't know if the Guardians are going to repeat in the Central, but I think they had a fun off season. They went out. They got Josh Bell. They have a dynamic one-two at the top of their rotation. And they've got some fun April matchups. You have your Royals games in there. You have your Marlins games. But one thing I want to highlight is that the Guardians play the New York Yankees seven times 
in April. Mm. The reason I want to highlight that is because do you remember who ended that Cinderella run for the Guardians late last year? It was the New York Yankees. In a series that I thought... It rings a bell to you, of course. And it was a series that I thought was very competitive, a lot of fun, really fun moments, a walk-off in there in Game 3. The Guardians were on the cusp of upsetting that team and going to the CS against the Astros. And I got to think that they're circling that on their April calendar and saying, hey, let's go get our revenge. Let's jump out to a hot start. Let's not even make it a race in the AL Central. The Twins got the headlines. Why don't we go out there and get the division when no one's talking about us? So I like the Guardians. I'm very eager to see where they end up. They've got seven against the Royals. They got a series against the Nationals at home. There's plenty to feed on. And you've also got those big-time Yankee series. The Guardians are kind of an enigma to me. Mm. Uh, similar to where the Mariners were two years ago. I think this is a year that prove it to me. Now, I know that I, I like the squad. It's not like I don't like the squad. Um, I just feel like I got to see it happen again. Like the way they were winning games last year, there was a lot of close games and they were doing it. Uh, we had some really balling years from some of the starters there. They did find, you know, a back of the bullpen that they could just shut people down with there at the end of the year. I always think you have to have that. That's if, right. You could have a lot of things, but if you don't have a bullpen, you're you're going to lose games. You're not going to win those close games. Um, I always reference the 2014 Tigers, I guess, or t- 2013 right, Tigers. 13, yeah. You know, they had that really awesome starting rotation. And they had that really awesome lineup, but the defense stunk and they couldn't close games out. That's the bottom line. So you just had to wait it out a little bit, keep the game close, and then you could score runs at the end. Now, Guardians don't have that problem. They have people at the back end that can shut the game down. They have the starters. The offense got to continue to go. For me, it's going to be probably where I see them having to like outperform expectations or projections, I guess. And if they do that, they're going to be a, a hell of a team to play, especially come those uh, playoff series. I mean, they, they, they're a team that can really win series with what they have. I mean, they got Mike Zunina behind the plate, mashing. Mm-hmm. Pe- feel like people forgot about that. Josh Bell, if he's him, who knows? Yeah. There's a cleanup hitter. I like it. He, I was going to say they, you know, they win the division last year. It was close all season until they pull away at the end. Right. But, uh, so it was a close race, closer than it appears. But they had... Probably the two biggest impact additions, like the the Twins, it's still bringing back Correa. Adding Pablo brings them into the group. Joe Gallo. But, and Gallo. Um, but game. adding Josh Bell is like one of the bigger free agent moves they've ever done. Yeah. It might be the biggest yeah. besides Santana. And, uh, right. and Zanino getting pop behind the plate. They kind of punted offense behind the dish the last couple of years, so having having him back there is a, a new dynamic to the team they haven't had in a bit. That's right. Um, so they have a chance to just actually be way better than they were uh like every team they need things to go right but Big josh, josh bell's projections are light to me i'm looking at his projections right now they have him slotted for 600 plate appearances great but Fully 20 right. homers a 253 mm. 345 419 i think the slug will probably be a little bit higher than that interesting um I don't yeah, know what is he career because right now they have him for like a 764 OPS. What is he career? I think it's more. It's got to be higher than that. Yeah, I mean, last first career, it's an eight ten OPS. 
uh, with the Nats last year before the trade, he was balling out. He was one of the mm. the sneaky bigger All Star snubs. He has an eight seventy seven OPS, three hundred one batting average before getting flipped over. Hey, average, let's, hey, let's go projections. Give the guy a little bit of respect. Come put on. respect on it's this. It's hard to hit in Petco. Like I get it. New team, first trade. Like come on. Like yeah, he, he didn't. Like yeah, he didn't. He didn't have the power we typically get from him. He hit almost thirty homers the year before and mm. finishes with seventeen. So, I th- but he's got more pop than that in the tank. He's a thirty homer guy. He can do that. Yeah, he has done All that. Right. Twenty nineteen. Hey, big AL pod today. Big AL pod. Oh, we didn't even mention one NL team. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. What's that? The senior circuit. That's what they call them, right? Wow. Yes. Trap. Not yeah. an NL guy. This besides the, the walk off homer in NL Philly. Hater. NL oh. hater. But we have one NL team we can discuss real quick before we open it up to Amp. What do you got? Ryan Reynolds reported to spring training today, uh, reiterated his trade request. I watched that video. Ryan Reynolds has a way deeper voice than I thought he would. I don't know if that was me underestimating him, but that is a, uh, that's a man's man. And you know what? He deserves his bag, so I kind of get it. Yes, what did he say on the video? Because I didn't watch this video. I'm, re- I'm reading up on it right now. He, he, they asked him about the trade request and if anything's changed there. And he basically said, no, nothing's really changed on that front. And it sounds like the the bulk of what the request is about is how far apart they are on extension talks. Um, yeah, it's a little tough because I feel like the Pirates, considering their standards... Where, where they're at. Had one of the better off-seasons they've had in a while. But... I'm not surprised at all that they're not in the ballpark of what Brian Reynolds probably thinks he deserves as a really good center fielder when that position is so light right now. Not that many fully good center fielders, and he's one of them. Okay, we're going to do an exercise again. I'm going to get you guys into dream world. We're going to set the scene. You guys are Brian Reynolds. I'm the Pirates. Go. Listen. I think that I'm a top three center fielder in the game right now. Okay. Maybe sure. even top two, maybe even top one. Hell, I kind of yeah. look like him. I can really pull this off. You can do this. I deserve to be making nine figures. I like playing in Pittsburgh. The ballpark is beautiful. Mm. Go out and try and find a power hitting center fielder that can really feel the position. I don't think you can. Give me what I think I deserve and let's go out there and let's win the central, man. I'm not scared of the Cubs. I'm not scared of the Cardinals. I'm not scared of the Brewers. I just need to be making what I think I should be making, and then we can move on from there. Do you want to get traded? If you're not going to pay me. Well, we're not going to trade you. Are you not yet, at least. You want to know why? We control you 2023, 2024, 2025. You're just going to do what we say. Because we control you, bro. That's evil. That's evil. I Um, hope they don't really do something like (laughs) that, but they can say that. It's tough, man. I I, I like that Brian Reynolds is coming and trying to force the issue. I'm on Brian Reynolds' side. Of course. The problem is, man, this is the way the game works. Like The team has all the leverage until they don't, and right now they do. And uh, I know the NBA has shown that some players have kind of taken over that league and have – Force their way into some situations, but it doesn't really work that way in baseball. And we've talked about this before. Brian Reynolds, he is an excellent player. He does uh, deserve to get fairly compensated. But right now, where we stand as a sport, I mean, you kind of just got to – 
you got to just wait your time, essentially. Hopefully behind the scenes, there's a little bit more going on between the front office and his agency, and they can kind of figure some things out, whether it is some sort of extension, whether it is a trade, because I I feel for Brian here, when you're like you're giving your best years of your career and you know your team's not really competing. Right. Like they, you know, they brought in some players, you know, they bring in Kutch, they have a young core they're kind of trying to build around there, but by and large, they're not going to compete for any sort of playoff position in the near future. And as a guy who never played in the playoffs, I tell you what, Brian, do whatever you got to do to get out of there, bro. Like I'm down. I'm on your side here. Like go, go to a contender, try your best to get to a contender because I think about almost every fucking day that I never got to play in the playoffs. I swear. I know that sounds stupid. And, um, you know, I'm making this about me right now, which is, Totally fine because I'm kind of hosting the show. It's your show, man. Yeah. I think about it, man. Like that's the best type of baseball there is. So I understand where the Pirates are coming from. I understand where Brian Reynolds is coming from. And I just don't know how the situation is going to shake out. But I do know that the Pirates have all the leverage and Brian can get in front of the cameras and say everything he wants. And I hope he continues to do that. But it just I don't know if that's going to change anything. Yeah, not a free agent until 2026. Hit mm. 27 home runs last year, career high. Switch hitter, 807 OPS, play center field. He'll get a bag somewhere, but you'd rather him see that. You'd rather see it happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, he seems like he's looking for, for the security of a early lock-in, yeah. uh, but just Pirates aren't getting to the price he wants. And, and baseball, the trade requests just don't really work like, like in basketball, where it means if you ask for a trade, you'll get one. Yeah. Also sneaky, 28 um, years old this year. Yeah, like obviously, no, we're, no, it's, we're not it's doing the perfect that. time we're not to doing want that, to Jolly. Trade for it. We're Hands not doing twenty eight. You Darvish is thirty five and got six oh years, bro. Times God. are a change, and the po- the Padres. It's a time you'd want to trade for him if you're going to trade for him. That's what I'm saying. The Padres might just go out there and say, "Hey, we'll take him off your hands. We'll pay you, the Pirates organization, a hundred million, and then we'll give him a hundred million." I didn't say the P word. Go. The P R I M E word. Didn't say it. Oh, okay. Well, this is. I mean, Entry. so they list the numbers in this article. Um, his side has been asking for 130 to 135 over eight years, and the Pirates' top offers coming at six years, around 80 million. So they're about 50 m's apart, Damn. a couple of years apart. And when they asked him about the the numbers, he said pretty much everything out there has been fairly accurate. That's <laughs> you never really <laughs> get that out of someone. <laughs> He's being <Interesting>. very honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nimmo gets eight and 160, and I, I feel like that's a, that's a good deal. For how good he is, but yeah. Brian Reynolds. There's some where you are. You're at in the process stuff, or where, where yeah, he's only at three years service. So right. there's some service time math you got to do on it. But the but you know what? Give him the the eight for one sixty on top of the next three years. He's a guy. Give him a big one. Give him make the him a pirate for life. I don't know, man. You think Kutch being there changes his tone a little bit? Like, what does Kutch do in this situation? I'm trying to put myself in his in in his shoes. You're there, you're back. It's a kind of a freaking, you know, uh, swan song kind of thing for you. You're a Pittsburgh Pirate legend. You used to play center field there and won an MVP and brought them to the playoffs. You know what the city can offer, but they're not there right now. So you have Brian Reynolds. I'm sure Kutch sees a little bit of himself in Brian Reynolds. Yeah, I bet he does. And if I, I think if I'm Kutch, I think if I'm Kutch, I pat him on the butt and say, hey, bro, keep doing what you're doing. You deserve, you deserve it. Like you deserve sure. to get paid accurately, and 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 um, doesn't mean it's going to happen, but 
You go play, you'll get either the deal you want or they'll trade you somewhere that's trying to win. Yeah, what did you say before, that they were traded for each other? I believe Brian Reynolds was the return and the McCutcheon to the Giants trade. Kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Full circle. Not I feel like we've been talking about Brian Reynolds and, and getting traded for what, two story. years? Everybody's wanted this dude to get traded for a while, and now he's asking for it, so it's like, oh, we're finally right to be talking about it. We were early on it as a society. What do you? Let me ask you something. We're, now we're going crazy. Okay. We're going to go crazy here. What if Brian Reynolds somehow convinced Kutch, Andrew McCutcheon, going to get his number retired by the Pirates? <clears throat> what if Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon says, you know what? You should pay him accurately or you should trade him. Now you got two, your two stars hmm. on that front. What do they do? You can't, I mean, I know. They C- still sit Kutch back and say, said, sorry, guys. Like, talk is talk this is this is just how it works man like kutch said this isn't a farewell tour he's you know he said he said all the right things when he signed it i think this team can compete all that happy to be home all that you gotta believe he has sway there he was there for almost a decade's worth of his career he won an mvp you gotta believe that his opinion carries some weight in that front office but like what are the deals they've been handing out what did they give key brian like 70 mil yeah he was because that was yeah, but that was first Early. year, yeah. I know, or second that, year. That's what I'm saying. Like that feels like the ceiling. Eighty mil feels like <laughs> they're trying to give him the same thing. I know, and it's just yeah. they're two different players. I just, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Stuff. So you see, you think Brian Reynolds is going to rot there until he becomes a free agent? I do. I think they're too stubborn to trade him. I, th- I think the Pirates probably believe. Next year they're going to be like trying to win. Like more kids will take more steps, or maybe it's in two years. Um, I think they're I think they're willing to wait it out, and and I guess there's nothing in just how this all works in baseball that they should have to think differently. They're they I think they have a, their plan, whether it works, who knows? But I'm excited for the Pirates PPP or TPP TPP. Do you know how many times I asked for a multi-year deal from these teams I played with? <laughs> a lot. I never got one. <laughs> I remember going to the Twins, and uh, I had. Second to last year of arbitration. Mm. They, they were going, we're talking. My number is decent. I think at the time it was like in the sevens for the one year. And I went and I said, hey, guys, like, let's just buy out my last year of arbitration too. Like, give me some security. I've never had that. I've been playing year by year, every single year. Like, you know the kind of person I am. Like, I'm, I'm not a fuck up. I'm going to be, I'm going to give you guys a good effort. I'm not going to get in trouble. Cleanest guy in baseball. Mm. All of that. And their response to me was, Terry Ryan said, no, we like the way uh, this situation has been working out for us. We think the <laughs> one-year deals are good. I was like, all right, fuck, bro. Such a then, you weren't even looking for long-term security No, with just that buy out one more year. <laughs> I just don't so want to negotiate one more time. suffocate every time I go into a slump and I have, you know, break out in sweats. <laughs> then I become a free agent, and I'm talking to the A's now. Oh, no. And I'm like, hey, guys. I know you want me for one year. Why not make it two? Two and years and it's signed, da- man. David Force goes, we have a guy that we like that's coming up. So, no, this is going to be a one-year deal. And that guy was Matt Chapman, who ended up taking my job uh, three months later. So Pretty good guy from what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. That's Unbelievable. Crazy. Such a crazy way of saying, yeah, thanks, but no. We're good. <laughs> yeah. 
I actually, I, I run into Terry Ryan, who was the GM of the Twins, you know, quite often at various baseball events. <clears throat> and I remind him of that all the time. Like, you could have gave me an extra year, bro. Like, you, come on. Like, you could have thrown me a bone. And he always laughs about that. At least you're on good terms. We like that. It's all right now. At least the, the A's, I think they might have been proven right on that one. Twins, they should have they well, given on. you one. Who was next? Who was waiting next? I don't remember. Well, we had like Miguel Sano, and they tried to move so, him to right field for oh, me, and he just, it wasn't going to happen. I forgot about that. As soon as they moved Joe Mauer to first base, that kind of took up a corner spot, and mm. it was mm. Sano was in, and I was out. Where's Miguel Sano at? Did he sign? I think he's he's still a free agent right now. Right? There's a crazy story. Hector Gomez um, retweeted an article about Miguel Sano's father, and there's some murder going on. Oh, I, I honestly wow. didn't get too far into it, but that is um, – Something that's happening right now, which is Praise kind of I had no crazy idea. to think about. He's got some real life stuff. Yeah, I just saw it. Wow, that's wow. crazy. All right, let's uh, let's, let's move on. Beavers. I yeah. think we got another. Um, we don't have another topic we're going to go. We're going to bring it to the amp uh, portion here. We're going to answer some questions, and I love doing live stuff like this because we don't have a lot of time to prep. We have no time to prep, so it's just like off the top of the head, off the rip. I love that. So you got something to say before we start that, right? Beaver? Yeah, the AMP app that you guys get your questions ready to go. Uh, to, and hopefully I pick a good caller because it's sort of arbitrary. But in the meantime, while you guys prepare that, you should know that the biggest race of the NASCAR season is coming oh. up this mm. weekend, February 19th, the Daytona 500. It's also known as the Great American Race. Uh, it's the one race that every driver wants to win. We're sending some people there. The Ice Boys are going. They're going to film some content. The Talking Giants guys are coming. Big NASCAR fans. They're excited. This is their first, like, not football trip. I know they're talking about how big a blast they're going to have. So there's going to be content on our end coming from there. And the race itself is Sunday. If you've never seen it, the event is unreal. 100K fans. More than that. Of all on the edge of their seats, witnessing the stars of the NASCAR Cup Series battling for position on the massive super speedway at 200 miles an hour. That's fast. With their cars just inches away from one another. If a driver wins this race, they'll forever recall the Daytona 500 champion and etch their name in the history books. And this, and this year is even more special. It's a milestone Daytona 500, the 75th anniversary Ooh. season of NASCAR. If you've never checked out NASCAR, you got to see this race. Park yourself on the couch for the afternoon and tune in to the Daytona 500 on Sunday, February 19th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox. BBD That's a bucket list event for me. It's a bucket list event. Daytona 500, I got to get to an SEC football game. Mm. I'm in. Amp time? Okay. Amp time. Let's do it. D. Lopez 1630 looks like the one caller in the queue right now. Huge. So we're calling him Remember, guys... Sending an invite, you're going to get 15 seconds to fire off your question. We won't respond to you. He will hang up on you. So go ahead. So out of curiosity, I want to ask Chris Rose's question also, but it's all right. Anyways, um, I'm not sure if you saw Jim Bowden's proposal for the the possible um, division separation and basically eliminating AL and NL, and they add two more teams to the MLB. I'm not so fond about the location. They were just Nashville, but Charlottesville, I mean, Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm not sure that'll be a good baseball town. I really don't know what sport they really pay attention to besides the Tar Heels there. 
And uh, just wanting to hear, Kosh, if you saw that layout and how they're going to change the divisions and how they're going to pretty much, you know, put the Angels, Dodgers, uh, Padres, and D-backs in one. And then And in the East, it's going to be a freaking, obviously, the two New York teams and then the Phillies and Red Sox. I'm not sure if you saw that layout and just curious of what you guys think about that possible thing. And supposedly this year is going to be the big experimental season, you know, how everybody's playing each other and all that stuff. And uh, just want to hear your take on that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank That's a good question. I appreciate question. that, D. Lopez. We th- A proposal like that has been out for some time. I think Buck Showalter a long time ago put out his realignment proposal, and I was a big fan of that. Baseball always calls itself a regional game. And in some aspects, I, I do believe that is true. And in that case, if you believe that, I think that these divisions, you know, moving teams, you know, and getting rid of the ALNO and just really going by region, I think would spark a lot of cool rivalries. I'm, I'm part of me really likes the idea of the Dodgers, the Angels, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, you know, all the California teams, West Coast teams playing against each other. And again, all the East Coast teams playing against each other. Think about, you know, the road trips that people can have and, and the, the dynamic that that causes between friend groups and water cooler talk, it gets people talking right now. You know, like Yankees, Mets, you know, you talk about who's the better team, but like you don't get to play each other too often. Now this year is going to be different. We know with the, with, with um, interleague play, it was different. Uh, now the more balanced schedule, you're going to get a series, but like having that as part of a division, uh, I think would be excellent fodder. And you throw in the Phillies there, and and again, like now you're now you're getting people able to travel to these different cities because you take a train or you, you you drive on the freeways of California and check it all out. I think it could be good, um, and I don't mean to sound like or but I don't mean to sound like a coastal elitist here. I think that we might see a lot of talent concentration on those coasts, and then the mid being kind of well, just not that. Say it. Yeah, I mean, we we talk a lot about the Mets-Yankees rivalry that really isn't because we only play each other four times a year and, like... It's friendly. It's friendly. Like, it's not, you know, there's no... There's some some people, you know, different for... Some people take it very seriously and... But, like, you look at the NBA and, like, some of the best games of the year are when the Knicks and Nets play each other and, like, the Knicks finally got one and that was, like, a huge night. You know, you got your Knicks sweatshirt on, of course, so... I think there's a lot to love in the aspect of that. I do think Bowden's proposal probably needs some tinkering for exactly what Trev said, like tinkering around with like the dispersal of power. Cause like, if you look at one of the divisions, like the blue Jays have a pretty good go of it, having like the tigers in their division and like who knows where the expansion teams are going to land. And like mid Atlantic is Orioles, pirates, nationals, and an expansion team. Like, there's not a lot to love in those aspects, whereas like you get really top heavy with Mets, Yankees, Red Sox. So I think that the idea is good because I really like the way NFL has their divisions in terms of four per and four divisions total. It just needs to find the right footing, I guess. Yeah, that's sort of, you know, Jake and I discussed this article on Wake and Jake, so check that out. Um that's sort of a little bit where we landed. This specific proposal by Bowden, fun exercise. It's changing a, a little too much for the bit for you know baseball's a, a very purist driven sport right. which got to combat that a bit. Uh, it, it's a lot of lot of moving parts here. I think 
if they were to realign, and, and I think that's coming at some point in the next however many years. It's been well, over 25 years since there was real MLB expansion um, and realignment. There's like that Mid-Atlantic division, Orioles, a Charlotte team that doesn't exist, Pirates, Nationals. None of them have been in the division before. There's no long-standing rivalry there. Getting rid of NLAL, I think, is going to freak too many people out. So, mm-hmm. so I don't think it would happen this way. Um, but we're creating but it, rivalries. I think that's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing is right now, like you said, Yankees, Mets, it's fun to talk about. Dodgers, Angels, it's fun to talk about. You get the freeway series before the year and then you know uh, once during the year. But <laughs> that would create some real deal talk, man. I like it. Because that's what you need. You're we're an entertainment based sport. We are, um, so you need entertainment. You need to entertain people. You need people talking about you. You need people showing up to the games. And I think that stuff like this is where we need to be going. Because right now, I mean, look, you talked about like some of these, you know, fairy tale divisions that Bowden made up being top heavy. We could talk the same thing about the AL East and then and the AL Central last year. So like it, it happens. Yeah. And like I'll um, tune into Cubs White Sox. Like that's a rivalry that we don't really get. And like mm-hmm. that could be really good because Chicago's a great baseball town and we've never really seen that. And you know, the same goes for a bunch of these other divisions. I just think you can realign it in a way that can make it even better. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and we would get we would get some new rivalries and discussions. Jolly, you need you to, need you to rejoin the AMP session somehow sure. years think quit. Um so that would be an added benefit. But I think when they're when they're getting down to the dollars and, and cents of it, this specific proposal would be it just would be changing a little much. Um that I don't think they'd they'd want to do. That happened to Jake once, it was weird. It's anyway. Crazy. Now we're Yeah, now we're we're, we're, we're gonna edit this out of the, the <laughs> podcast version here, but we're getting Jolly back on amp. There you go. We're in. Let's go, baby. All right. Thank you, D. Lopez, for that call. We're definitely interested in the expansion. I've been talking about it for years. I think it could be good for the game. Uh, we need to spice it up a little bit. So let's take another caller, BBD. Let's do it. I would love to take another caller. Currently no one in the queue. Theo's in. All right. Inviting. Oh, here we go. Get your brains ready. This will be, I think, our last question. Ready. We've had a good time. Uh, once he looks like he's joined, I am unmuting him. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Uh, they added additional rules to the rule sets of new rules coming in. And uh, Jerry Blevins yesterday was talking about how both rules are going to be pressed on and how probably a lot of funky picture, pitchers will not be able to do their fun, uh, funky pitching windup. Uh, my question is based around that, which is if they're going to impress upon the bulk rules, which are always been confusing. Do you think that will actually save time or do you think it will co- cause more delays due to bulks being called and then immediately argued? Fail that, you know what? Typically you make me think so much. I don't have to think much on this one. <clears throat> I think what we're going to do here. And they mentioned this, uh, Jason Stark had a really good article talking about how spring training is going to be a shit show. Mm. Because they're going to call every single little thing. And I referenced to the boys earlier that they're going to be similar to a... Hold on. I got like a bad throat right now. Hold on. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just just always coughing. That's my whole life. Here's what I'll say. 
Uh, I'll cover for Trevo. He's dying. Oh, my gosh. I, I want to take into account the young players and what they think of this because these are the guys that came up through the minor leagues when they were things were getting tested out and they were figuring out how everything is going to work. And we've seen that the results from that have been beneficial. Like, we've shortened games by, like, 20, 25 minutes. And I saw our guy, I hope I'm saying his name right, Michael Hermosio, who is going to be in the Yankees minor league system. Hermosio, Hermosio I, I, I believe. I, I don't actually know that. I, I but think so. what he said was, you guys are going to love the pitch clock rules. Trust me. I trust him. Yeah, I think what uh, Faye is referencing is, is the new Bach rules. Like, right. Gaussman's going to be affected by it. Um, Luis Garcia. Luis right. Garcia rocking the baby is going to be affected by it. As a hitter, I'm down for all this stuff because it makes you have like a more traditional windup and that's helps your timing and that's what hitting's all about. But referencing Jason's article, now that I got my throat back a little bit, um, it's going to be a shit show in spring training. I do believe everything he said in that article. You're going to have guys getting called for a walk or getting an extra strike put on them because they're not engaged uh, to the hit or to the pitcher soon enough. <clears throat> We're going to see some guys being angry over it, but as I was referencing to you guys earlier, it's like a, a horse that needs to be broken. Like you just got to go do it. You got to get through the ugly parts. Eventually guys will understand, you know, how the game works, the pace of it and everything. <clears throat> and I think the end product will be better. They said like when they first instituted this last year in the minor leagues, they were getting a striker, a ball called like twice a game. And then a month later it was like once a game. And then the, now it's like half the times per game. So once every two games, <clears throat> I think guys will pick up on it quickly because they're going to have to, because once you start getting the regular season games, like minor leagues don't mean shit. Like win loss records, they don't mean anything in the fucking big leagues. That's all that matters. So you better get used to it or you're going to be losing games. And guess what's going to happen. If you are a guy that's like a repeat offender and you just can't figure out a fucking pitch clock, you're going to get sent out. You are, we can't have you complaining about it. And you know, and, putting your team in a bad situation because you just can't get used to a clock. Like it's going to have to happen. Spring training. The interesting part of all this is, is spring training is different this year because of the WBC and they're not implementing those rules in the WBC. So the guys that are in the WBC are going to be playing traditional baseball. Those games are going to be long as shit mm. because we're going to have, you know, those, this is the superstars and they're going to be walking around, you know, doing what superstars do when they get, you know, to bat and all that. So those guys are going to be at a disadvantage when they come back as far as working with the clock. The people in spring training, they're going to get hit over the head with this thing. I think they're going to be ready uh, as the season starts. Um, but ready or not, it's coming. And if yeah. you're going to be a guy, like I said, that's going to be a repeat offender, you're going to get you're going to get sent down unless you're a guy guy. And if you're that, you're going to get talked to quite, you know, angrily. I mean, if the young guys who haven't been in the show can get acclimated to it, I'm pretty sure... Anyone can, but I mean, it's going to be very much not like, you know, when we first started seeing the sticky stuff checks and they were very thorough at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Over time, they kind of walked it back and it became a little slap on the wrist and then, you know, off on your sticky way. Sticky stuff is back. Yeah, well, it's, it's back. back. We, mm -hmm. I mean, we all know, but I'm saying this <clears throat> is not going to be like that. This is going to be strict. That's why they're tackling it so early in spring training to get everyone in the mode of, hey, this is going to be around. This is part of the game now. Get used to it or, you know, get left behind. Good All right. Though. I think that's it for today on Talking Baseball. Jolly, you came in and you absolutely crushed it, man. Biebers, I love having you on the mic a little bit more. This could be a normal thing. We could tell the guys, take vacations more often. 
You guys should both go away all the time. Get married more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Congratulations to, to, to Jess and Jake. The two of them should go couple. get married like every month. Just keep doing it. I want the bachelor party that happened. I missed the bachelor party. That was messed up. They didn't invite you? No, I, they did, but I was I couldn't come. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, okay. I live on the West Coast. We can bro. spin it whatever way. You want to come to New York? <laughs> and the show, Beavers. It's done. Say in the line. Could be. I think you should say it. You should say it. Say it right now. Walked him off. Jake sucks. Oh. Oh, that stings. Hey, Brian Reynolds. No. <laughs> but keep trying, bro. Keep fighting the good fight. And if worst case scenario happens, you just ride off on that sailboat, John Jason. He'll find you, John Jason. Someone said in the chat, "Is John Jason going to show up at Jake's wedding and <laughs> rob the whole fucking thing?" He might. <laughs>